Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle, and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode 29, Claim. Hey people, thank you for tuning in all over the world, mostly on the East Coast and in France still. Yes! Um, I'm a little sad that this is the second to last episode before I end season one, but I'm also glad because takes a lot of time <laughs> to think about what to say, to actually record, and at the same time, chase my crazy puppy, who's super bad, but also super cute, which is a saving grace. Um, so thanks for tuning in. This is episode 29, Claim. So a few things. First, I'm going to just start off by saying um, and talking about what came to mind this morning. So one of the things when I was praying slash meditating was um, a person that came to mind, Ida B. Wells. That's the name that came to mind at like 530 this morning. I am not sure why, but it is. So I'm going to speak a little bit about Ida B. Wells and um, what she did during her lifetime. And then a song when I was outside walking the dog. I love... um, getting fresh air in the morning it's really something that I miss like when I don't have a dog to take out and if you aren't used to just kind of waking up and going outside I I strongly recommend it as a practice because that fresh air first thing in in the morning is really invigorating Um, whether it's I don't know 20 degrees out or 70 degrees out so um, and the song was uh, Solid as a Rock. You know, it's like, a, I can't remember who sang it, but it's like, Solid. Solid as a rock. And no, I'm not a singer, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Google it. It was good to like listen to again. All right, but I'm going to go back to Ida B. Wells. So she was born in 1862 and passed away in 1931 and was a prominent journalist, activist, and researcher during her time. She battled sexism, racism, and violence. One of the things um, that happened during her lifetime was that her parents and a younger sibling passed away during the yellow fever pandemic or epidemic. Um, And she had to take care of her brothers and sisters. She ended up being an educator Um, She also uh, went on to file a lawsuit against a train company for unfair treatment. She was literally thrown off a first-class train despite having a ticket. Sound familiar, huh? Um, She won locally, but then the case was overturned in federal court. Um, She went on to investigate and write about lynchings. So as you can imagine, this, you know, Um, threatened her physical safety. Luckily, she was never hurt during that time, but she did publish some of her findings in pamphlets. And um, she wrote, um, let's see here, her expose about an 1892 lynching enraged enraged locals who burned her press and drove her from Memphis. Um, She, after a few months, the threats became so bad, she was forced to move to Chicago. And she ended up marrying a prominent attorney. So it's actually Ida B. Wells Barnett. And they had four children. Um, internationally, she, sh- she shed light on lynching to foreign audiences. She was a founder uh, national of the National Association of Colored Women's Club, which was 
created to address issues dealing with civil rights and women's suffrage. Although she was in Niagara Falls for the founding of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, her name is not mentioned as an official founder. And late, and this is from womanshistory.org, late in her career, Wells Barnett focused on urban reform in the growing city of Chicago. She died on March 25th, 1931. So thank you, Ida B. Wells, for your contribution to social justice in this world and for being you. So those are my two things that I thought about this morning that I'm sharing with you. I hope they benefit someone. And I'm going to, you know, I love Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. (laughs) She's kind of, her books are pretty awesome. I really, really enjoy them. So this is the chapter I opened up to this morning. I will read the chapter. I will make some comments. It's about five pages. Um, It's about abundance, but I'm going to talk about claim at the end because I like the way she wraps things up in this chapter. So here it is. And this is from Your Deepest Intent, Reverend Deborah L. Johnson, Abundance. Tell the people this morning about abundance. Contrary to popular belief, abundance is not the, the accumulation of material possessions. Abundance is not the saving, hoarding, or prudent management of seemingly limited resources. Abundance is not the measure of how much one has versus how much someone else does not. Nor is it a measure of what one has compared to what one used to have or might have in the future. Abundance is none of these things on the individual or collective level. The important thing to remember here is not to confuse the evidence of spiritual quality with the quality itself. Do not confuse expression with essence. There is a tendency to want to witness the outer demonstration of things in order to feel connected to the quality they represent. This is especially true with this thing called, in quotes, abundance. Many of you don't truly want the things you are chasing after in the material world. What you are really seeking is the sense of abundance that those things bring into your lives. If you could only have this or that thing, then you could feel good about yourself. If you had it, then you could feel good about your circumstances and your conditions. You could feel good about your future. I'll be honest, I kind of want like an um, arcade-sized Miss (laughs) Pac-Man. I'm going to get one. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to go on back to the book. Relationships. But it's true. I do want like an arcade size Miss Pac-Man. That would bring me joy. And, you know, part of why we're here is to tap into joy. And that would be fun to have. All right. I'm going to go back to this. And if you like that kind of stuff, then you can come over then and hang out and we can play Miss Pac-Man. Okay. (laughs) Back to the book. Relationships, memorabilia often so numerous in your life that it appears to be clutter. Real estate investment strategies, trinkets, sociopolitical causes, and the like are all things that you engage in to convince yourselves that you are enough. Notice that I said that you are enough, in quotes, and not, in quotes, that you are abundant. You're chasing after abundance, The symbols of abundance is really the direct result of your not feeling like you are enough 
to begin with. That's kind of deep. Okay. Knowing that you are enough is a form of abundance in its own right. When you know that you are enough, there is no desire to chase after people, places, and things to prove yourself that you are enough. Your fear of lack of abundance in the future is simply the projection of your not being enoughness into the future. Furthermore, if you do not believe that you are enough, there are not enough external demonstrations in the world to convince you otherwise. I'm going to read that again. Furthermore, if you do not believe that you are enough, there are not enough external demonstrations in the world to convince you otherwise. Under these circumstances, the more you get, not only the more you hoard, but the more you go into fear that there won't be more. When you think that you are not enough, you hang on to even the stuff that you don't want, because at least it is something. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You are hanging on to relationships that you don't even want. Why? Because you are afraid that without those relationships, you will not be enough. At least someone is better than no one, you tell yourself. Some of you are hanging on to jobs that you don't even want. Why? Because you are afraid that your mission, your calling, your passion in life will not be enough to warrant the blessing of prosperity, success, and stability. Some of you are holding on to the memorabilia I just spoke of. Why? Because you are afraid that you will not be enough without it. It is evidence that you have been alive. It is evidence that you have been a part of a legacy of ancestry, organizational affiliation, intimacies, and the like. You hold on to these things as a reminder that there is not just you. There are all these things that you have done, people you have known and been close to, and experiences you have had that help to give your life a sense of meaning and purpose. Your abundance, my children, your true abundance has nothing to do with these things. Your abundance starts with the I am of your being. I am. I encourage you to say that to yourself often and repeatedly. Don't even put anything on the other end of I am. Just learn to get a sense of that. There is an isness about your being that is independent of circumstances and conditions. Do you know this? I pose this question to all of you. Do you know this? Do you know that who you are is not the sum total of everything that has happened to you? Do you know that who you are is not your attitudes, beliefs, actions, hopes, dreams, frustrations, resentments, etc., etc.? Do you know that who you are is not the balance sheet of your financial affairs? You must be concerned with a balance sheet. I mean, if you must be concerned with a balance sheet, then think about true balance and get yourself on that page. The I am of your being just is. It does more than exist. To exist, and she wrote it EX-IST, is to quote, come out of, to step forth out of something, end quote. The I am of your being just is, and is is capitalized. This incarnation of yours exists. Understand the difference here. The things that exist in the outer world are temporal, transitory, coming and going, forever changing. Quote, this too shall pass, unquote. 
Yet the isness of all things is eternal, forever, everlasting, absolute. Independent in the truest sense of the word. What does it mean to be independent? It means to not need anything else in order to be. It is in its own right. Not only does it not need anything else to come into its being, nothing else can stop its being. Did you hear what I just said? Because it is independent, it is not conditioned upon, influenced by, determined or defined by, restricted or constricted to anything. There are no prerequisites and nothing that you must detach from. It just is. The secret to your abundance is to know that I am of your being. The secret to your abundance is to know that you just are. And because you are, that is enough. All of the external manifestations exist out of the isness of your being. The outer expressions are just the byproducts, the residuals, the outpicturing of the vibratory patterns of your beingness. Claim who you are. Claim who you are. Affirmations are wonderful, but you are claiming the wrong things in your affirmations. You are claiming the stuff. Claim you. Claim you. Claim you and the truth of your being. Claim your oneness with me. Claim your oneness with all spiritual qualities. Claim your divine birthright. Claim your spiritual DNA. Claim your essence, not just your experience. Claim who you are, not just your outer expressions. Claim who you are in me more than you claim who you are in the world. Just claim. The stuff will come. But if you are trying to claim the stuff without knowing who you are, you will be chasing stuff forever. And it would always it will always seem to run a little faster than you. You will never catch up. It will appear as though you are constantly bombarded with obstacles. Know who you are. Know who you are. You are a special, excuse me, you are special in me. In my eyes, each and every one of you has a life filled with meaning and purpose. It is my pleasure to support you in your life, your meaning and your purpose. Say yes to your life. Say yes to your meaning and your purpose and you will have more support than you can even imagine. You complain so about not being supported, not being abundant, but you are trying to be supported and abundant in things that aren't necessarily the reasons why you are here. You are afraid. You often substitute, excuse me, people, places, and things for your true purpose because you think you are not enough for the life that I have given you. Many of you don't even think you are enough to be able to find out what the life is that I have given to you. What sometimes looks to you like a lack of support is just a lack of collusion. I am not an enabler of lack and limitation. I will not be your codependent. I will not co-sign your contract to not be who it is that I have ordained you to be. I created the I am of your being. I created who you are and who you are is enough. Who you are is good. Who you are is beautiful. Who you are is magnificent. Who you are is glorious. Who you are is who I am. Will you be who you are? Will you claim who you are? beyond all the appearances? Will you know that your good is right where you are? Will you give up looking for your good behind door number one, two, or three and know that your good is in the recesses of your being? Will you stop looking for people, places, and things to give you a break and opportunity and know that access to my goodness is 
yours just because you are? I say these things individually and collectively, and I say this now, especially to you, my dear Reverend Daughter Deborah. Stop looking around to see who has enough money to reconstruct the debt of the inner light center. There is a way in which all of you are always looking for who has enough to get you where you need to go. Claim who you are. Claim you are as a poet, a prophet, a preacher, a progressive woman in the world. Claim who this ministry is. All of you need to stop looking for who else is going to finance this ministry. You will, you will, you will when you say yes. When you say yes to your great calling as a spiritual movement, the heavens and the earth will rush its resources to you. You will have the staff, you will have the programs, you will have the compensations, you will have the influence, you will have the presence in the world when you say yes to the I am of this ministry, to the I am of your being, to the I am of your oneness with each other, to the I am of your oneness with me. Ordinarily, I would say at this point in my message, think on these things. Be these things, my children. You think about a lot of things that you never embody. Be the I am of your being. And know that in the I am of your being, all is well. That's something to work on, huh? (laughs) Your deepest intent by Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. I believe she's also like hosting some workshops and seminars. I will put this in one of the chapter markers for you to um, go to uh, her website if you're interested. I've never attended any of her workshops or seminars. They're all online. Um, but I did hear her speak once and I really enjoyed her talking about um the experience of writing the sacred yes. So I encourage you to go to her website and check it out. And if you're interested, join her uh, in sharing her thoughts. Okay, people, claim. Are you claiming you? And if not, who are you allowing to claim you or what? Is it the past? Is it a job? Right? Who are you allowing to claim or put their claim on you when you're the only one who can claim yourself? And what part of you are you claiming? So often it's so easy for us to think about the quote-unquote bad and judge ourselves. So what? You made a mistake. So what? You screwed up. So what? You didn't do things right. That happens. <laughs> To the best of us. <laughs> it happens. So what? Stop letting other things or people claim you and take yourself back, like your, your true self, like really, really, really your true self, the part of you that maybe you haven't thought about in a long time. Or allowed yourself to think about the part of you that won't let you stop being you. Because that's why you're here. Claim you. When you think about it, time's going to go by fast. Whatever time we have left, 
It's going to go by fast. It already has. I'm not that old. I'm like 45. But as you can see, I want to buy Miss um, Pac-Man Arcade, so I'm like really 12. <laughs> and inviting friends over to come play. But it's going to go by fast. What the heck are we doing wasting time with other things claiming us when we're here to just claim ourselves and be ourselves in this world? Literally, that's it. Your job is to be you. Not the hurt you, not the like, oh, woe is me you. There is this essence of you that is magnificent. Seriously, like the Star Wars Force Jedi powers. <laughs> and it has to start. You have to, if you haven't already, and I'm still learning, I think I've said this before, how to tap into that. And the first part, and maybe the most magical part, is thinking. It's just allowing yourself to think that and let it be so. Claim you. Don't let anybody else or anything claim you. Claim who you are in this world and be you. All right, people. Season one is almost done. Can't believe it. Friday. See you on Friday. Until then, accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Keep shining!